Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. In a world where action movies are constantly exploding at the box office, our heroes take on the monumental task of dissecting and analyzing all aspects of action movies to truly understand what it takes to make a great action film. Ben Bateman, Andrew Guy, in a Popcorn Talk Network exclusive, this is Action Movie Anatomy. Boom! Welcome to the show! The explosion's back! We got our explosion back! It's been gone for so long! This is Action Movie Anatomy. I'm your host, Ben Bateman. We have special guests. We have so many special guests that I'm so excited. Ah! Uh, This is Action Movie Anatomy on Popcorn Talk, the online network dedicated to talking movies and all things movie-related. And this is Action Movie Anatomy, a movie show where we talk about the most explosive and exciting movies, even if it is just emotionally. Like yeah, this one. exactly. Uh, Emotional man. explosions. Yeah, I'm Ben Bateman, joined by my trust co-host, Andrew Guy. What's up, guys? Happy to be back. Happy to talk taking. And look at our friends we got today. We got friends. We got two of them. We have two special Friendship. guests. <laughs> my, mom, my mom and my I, sister. I, 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 I was actually talking about saying. them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Would you like to introduce your family, Andrew? Yeah, so this is my this is my beautiful mother, Sue, and uh, my awesome sister, Leslie, who is also beautiful. But I wanted to use a different adjective. <laughs> your adjective <laughs> is terrible. It's right horrible. Just awful. Uh, they're nice. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so thanks for, nice thanks for coming. I like them. <laughs> and we have the uh, the folks from Guilty Movie Pleasures. We What's just up, guested guys? on their show, and they're here. We have Josh McCuga and Ben Begley. Yeah, I was absent from my own show. That was real fun. <laughs> Good yeah, job, I did Ready great, go. great, you know, just uh, a ghost man on second work in the... Baseball. Just shut up. <laughs> you were good. Uh, I, uh, I don't understand the reference, sir. I apologize. Yes. If you were in the middle of a joke, you can finish it. No, it's okay. I, it, was, it was a joke about baseball. Ben's comedy schemings is like he gets a punchline and then he just trails off. And what else? What else? Yeah, nine, uh, I guess a niner in there? That's my, that's my yeah. Yeah. Talkie, and here's the punchline. Uh, uh, yeah. This is fun. I've never had someone on my right and my left oh. on the show before. This is going to be like a ping pong going back and forth. Hello. I'm just going to go gangbang, yeah. but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Come on! Okay, <laughs> my mother is here! <laughs> mother Sue is here. Yep. That was the only inappropriate thing I'll say. I'll show up. Oh, uh, definitely. So. I doubt it. Well, you started off with gangbang. Well, yeah. How much worse could it get? top and I'm going bottom. <laughs> so, guys, this is a, this is a show where I'm we talk about action bang. movies. And uh, <laughs> today we were talking about a movie called The Taking of Pelham 123 from 2009. It's a remake. Um, it's a movie that I love. I have a penchant for this film. It's one of my favorite movies. And then, like, the same way that I was like dying to do Gladiator, Ben wanted to do Taking a Pelham 1-2-3. Which should like, speak volumes about our personalities. <laughs> You're comparing the Taking a Pelham 1-2-3 to, to Gladiator. Gladiator. That's what I'm saying. Gladiator is my favorite movie of all time. Like, hands ever. down. Ever. Even over Braveheart? I do love Braveheart. Those are like the two. I think Braveheart's I, better than Gladiator. I think we can discuss like Boogie Nights in there. I think we can discuss the virtues of Commodus versus Ryder. I don't know. I mean, they're they're close in villain. Very anyway, similar. Uh, the, the, we choose movies on the show that adhere to four basic rules. So, other than being made after 1981, the hero always plays by their own rules. That is rule number one. Rule number two: the hero and the villain are always the smartest people, or beings or things or aliens or whatever in the room. Rule number three, one that we just kind of changed and updated a little bit, yep. is that the movie is driven by a police, military, mercenary, 
or political figure. What that means is he either is the man or works for the man, mm. which right. is why this movie applies because he works for the, <laughs> for the man. Ben just um, changed the rules for the show yeah, for, this for this movie, movie. as well. <laughs> and then the movie contains Makes a minimum of, of at least one explosion, which Ooh. is funny because this movie doesn't have an explosion. I would, it has car crashes, but I would also yeah. argue that... Does the, car crashes include explosions? Emotional explosions would you yeah. in my heart yeah, yeah. while watching? Sure. Would you say, though, that the hero plays by his own rules? Or he took by, a bribe. Or by, yeah. or by John Travolta's rules until the very end. For most of it, he's just playing by John Travolta's no, rules. No, he's right? definitely playing by his own rules. Really? He's, oh, yeah. He doesn't. He, does, he refuses to be talked to with disrespect. Listen, he engages the only him like a man. I can agree with you on this one yeah. is that it's Denzel Washington, and, and he plays he by his own rules in, in every yeah. movie and life. At, and at all times. Yes. So uh, before we get into the show and show the trailer, I should remind everybody that there are other shows on the Popcorn Talk Network. We have gentlemen from one of them here, Guild yeah. Movie of Pleasures. There's also Anatomy of a Movie that's out every Friday, and they cover like the brand new movies of the week, kind of similar to what we do. Um, find us on iTunes. We have, I think, 18 reviews now, and once we get to 20, we're going to stop giving mugs away. But we have... Uh, we have two more random entries. We're going to give another mug we away. We should do that. I know. Should we get the Today. last two and get the last two mugs? Yeah, right. No, honestly, we should have people review our show oh, yeah. on iTunes and give away mugs. We, don't, we don't pay for the mugs. finger emojis. We, yeah. like, Fuck you guys. we baited our fans into giving us ratings uh, to give nice. mugs away. It's the only uh, reason people actually watch this yeah, show is yeah. to get mugs. We went mm-hmm. from zero ratings and reviews to, like, 20 of each. We're going to start giving <laughs> mugs away. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, we're going to give another mug away at the end of the show today. So go do that and and check out these guys' show. And I'm going to start giving away DVDs from my DVD collection. Many. I don't need them. I, uh, I only have two. I can't give any more away. It's okay. We'll just pretend some of them are from yours. Oh, okay. And I have Tremors. Tremors two. Tremors. I bought the value pack. Dude, Tremors <laughs> is awesome. Um, we, you guys could come on Guilty Movie Pleasures again and talk Tremors. Yeah, no, I would, definitely. Fred Ward. Love Fred Ward. Kevin Bacon. Excellent. Let's Michael uh, Gross. Let's show the trailer for the Taking of Helen one two three and then get into the show. Do it. Mm. Just Tony Scott oh, all up goodness. in your faces. Yeah. I hate that frame rate he uses over it's and over. It's crazy, over, right? Over and over again. He just used it for five movies straight. Yep. Domino almost the entire yeah. movie yeah. is that. Yep. Dude, it's big. It's so gritty, though. It's so gritty and stylized. Uh, and there's nothing better than a Travolta mustache. Travolta is so not intimidating ever, ever. in this it's movie. Inc- and the fact that 99 Problems is the song yeah. the movie opens on. He's is- more intimidating trying to say your name at an award show than he yeah. is actually yeah. an action movie. His facial hair for a while there was just like a... Open the door. Do it now or I'll fucking kill you. I'll fucking kill you. Was it Swordfish where he had the super soul patch? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. He's so dirty in that movie. This, this, you don't realize how much facial hair goes in this movie. Oh, Denzel yeah. with the goatee. Extreme facial grooming. This is the man who is going to give this city a run for its money. I love it. God, I love this movie. It's not a good movie. <laughs> I, I don't understand Wall Street, but I'm pretty sure it makes no sense what happens. I don't, yeah. I don't either. I just went with it. What's the better trailer, this or the new Star Wars trailer? Uh, probably, probably, probably this. I was, I was, Airborne is pretty solid, but I mean, I was going to go with Star Wars. Close second, Pelham 123. Here's the one thing that makes this movie a little weaker. John Turturro to me is so pointless. Yeah. yeah. He's actually, he left this movie to go and film Transformers the same day. Yeah. The same outfit. Just the same. <laughs> yeah, he, same just, he just basically comes in and goes, I'm going to do some stuff. Oh shit, I can't do anything. Never mind, you're going to do some stuff now. I'll be up. I'm going to give you that nod. I'm going to give you doing, doing things right. two lines of advice. Yeah. The trailer looks so much more exciting than the movie actually is while watching. Oh, yeah. yeah. My was... friend, Jerry Hughes, was operating. <laughs> That's Jerry. Oh, who, Phil? Phil yeah. Ramos? Phil Ramos. You know why? Because they cram in a montage of every single, uh, of that one yeah. long 
yeah. the police chase. This trailer gives away more than the Southpaw trailer. Yeah. yeah. And like Denzel running. This is enough of a car crash explosion. Yeah. I know. We were the whole time that it was happening. Ben was just like, "It's got to be an explosion. Yeah. Got, that car has got to blow up." Like the Simpsons fall on the ground. <laughs> My God, that literally gives away the entire the movie. Yeah. Like he's got the gun out of the bag. Oh, he's I'm on a bridge. I'm glad I didn't watch that before watching the movie. I've been very upset. Tony Scott was like, "Don't worry." Here's the thing. Movie. Can I just say the ambulance crash? Like, it, just logic. All emergency frequencies would know where this caravan of ten million dollars is going. There right. wouldn't be an accidental ambulance. Like, oh shit, we gotta get this patient. Oh, oops. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then launch it off a bridge. You would get a police mm. escort, wouldn't you? Yeah, it was absurd. That was that was just like, <laughs> well, we gotta just, throw, like you guys said, it was, we gotta throw an explosion or something in. Yeah, it just yeah. had to make it exciting. So, yes. uh, so yeah, the format of the show here, guys, is we're gonna start with a thesis statement. Okay. And uh, this is like a bold statement, something that you have decided about the movie uh, that is your. It's not shouldn't be rooted in like something. Soft, it should be kind of like hyperbole. This is mm-hmm. the best example of this, or this is the greatest X, Y, or Z. It's kind of the way we do the show. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to go first. Oh yeah, how you feel about that? Go. I guess go ahead. I have I'm a good write one. Mine out. Um, yeah, right. I got to come up with one. Um, no, I. It, it doesn't have to do exactly with this movie. It just is that Tony Scott is the most specifically stylized director of our time. Over Michael Bay. Over Michael Bay. Over the Camerons. Over the, the Spielbergs. Like the feel because all those movies and all those directors have like their thing that they do. And Michael over Bay. Wes Anderson. Even over Wes Anderson. That's wow. A nice one. That you watch this. Statement. You watch this trailer, and the first thing that you. What was the first thing that you said, the Ben? Frame, the frame rate. Uh, yeah. It was a very. <laughs> Jay Z. Uh, the very first thing that you noticed was the frame rate. And then it goes right into the music, it goes into the cuts, it even has the times on there in yeah. the trailer. He is literally the exact same for these three movies Deja Vu, Unstoppable, I and Taking. Yeah. yeah. Um, Man on Fire is a little different. A little different, but they still older. do it a lot. Oh, they Man, do a lot Man of those quick cuts. It's yeah. a phenomenal Man on Fire. That's my favorite. One of my favorite movies. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's mine. I'll jump on yours because, again, they're, they're, they, they tend to be a little related, even though we don't prepare them together. It's funny. Yeah. Like, they're always. So, what I would say is on we the show. We hang out sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> we, we look for movies on the show that, that hit the middle category, and that's legitimately ridiculous. That's like the ultimate action movie category, where okay. it's sort of like it's, it's that level of ridiculous meets that level of awesome, and there's one really good performance in there. The Rock is the example we always oh, use. Right. Yeah. Um, this movie. Dwayne Johnson, you mean, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. I would say that Tony Scott, the tone of this movie, is more indicative of that. That intersection than any movie that I've ever watched. And this, you mean his movies, his movies, and this movie in particular. Mm-hmm. It's it, it is more indicative of that legitimately ridiculous tone. Like he is the king of tone. Yeah. And like this movie does not specifically match what we do on the show because it's it's sort of missing some of the action. It doesn't really have the format of like a Die Hard or something like that. Or the feel. Yeah, but the but the the way this movie feels when you're watching it, the kind of like heavy handedness of the emotional like the interactions between those two characters, the way it looks, everything if, about it. It feels, it feels like, like an action show. movie, yeah, one hundred percent, and it's not. It's just two guys talking on the phone for the most part. Yeah, I'm just. You guys went real, real murky, in a, in the sense of like you said, you wanted a one thing. You guys explained your thing. I'm just going to go in one statement here. Do it. This is the most forgotten, unforgettable movie ever made. Oh, that's okay. great. Okay, I like I'll that. Take it. That's I'm very. Go, good. I'm going to go back to murky. Uh, <laughs> Classic is, Beckley. Hold on. This <laughs> is uh, this is the almost exact opposite of speed because. Okay. Because Keanu, it's not Keanu, moving. Because Keanu, <laughs> Keanu is on the walkie instead of Dennis Hopper, and Dennis Hopper is on the bus slash train. But in this case, it is not moving anywhere. <laughs> it's just stagnant, and it's just talking the whole time. And there's no real like, 
there's nowhere like in speed there's an escalation of like everything goes wrong that can go wrong this is just kind of like I'm gonna shoot somebody else motherfucker yeah right all right you didn't do it I'm gonna shoot somebody else motherfucker and then like don't don't shoot anybody else okay (laughs) that's a pretty good you gotta do the Travolta's motherfucker motherfucker and then Luis Guzman just saying I think today is the day I'm gonna die yeah right oh gee I wanted that sport put your hands up here for Guzman though you gotta like fuck the belly it's literally the opposite of speed it is that's very good it's like they took speed and then said let's do everything that movie did and flip it around let's just flip it around I just feel like with this, I guess. I guess instead of getting so murky with my point, I guess my feeling is that this. I is didn't not, mean to insult you guys. I'm leaving it. mine at murky. Okay? Not at all. <laughs> he likes to come on people's show and just insult. Fuck away. you guys. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I guess my point was okay. Travolta swears enough. Yeah, swear. yeah. Um, I guess my point was that it's like this is not a movie that really is our show, but it feels more like our show than most of the movies we've ever done on this show. Okay. Yeah, it just feels like it. It, it has that intensity to it. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like a David Mamet play, but with like right. a lot of cuts and. Was yeah. it the same play that he had to play the gay hairdresser? with the yeah. mustache yeah. is that uh-huh. that same it's play? a very good play yeah, yeah, yeah. it's called Fear and Loathing in a Basement <laughs> is that for real? that's really the oh, name wow. Fear and well Loathing done. in a Basement I don't know uh, if you guys know but Ben was also in a movie called Fear and Loathing in a Basement we, we, it was on the Hallmark channel yeah. right to follow him. how dare you so the next thing we do on the show you guys is a fist bump moment and this is just something okay. that if anybody's watching along with us and you guys want to get in on the action uh, this is like sort of that moment you're watching the movie and, and maybe you're by yourself maybe you had a, a glass of scotch or something if something happens or you look around and you're like is anyone else seeing this right now this is so awesome! I get to watch the rest of this movie. I'm so excited, and it could be anything. It could be uh, it could be a touching moment. It could be the score. It could be an explosion. It could be a one liner. It could be a headshot. Anything. Listen, I know. Like I said, in the, I'm going to go like a slightly different way of fist moment. Yeah. With the huge car crash when we th- we were all talking during the trailer. When you think it's going to explode, yeah. I was like. Ah! I wanted the full yeah. fist pump. Yeah. Uh, that was that's my fist pump slash my uh, fist pump moment. Fist Great. pump moment for me was when the police corner the two bad guys in the end. Yeah, and they're, you you think it's just gonna be lame and they're gonna get arrested. Right. And no. after they let a hundred cops show up, they go. Fuck it, we're going out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> and then it's the craziest amount of squibs I've ever oh, dude, seen. It's like Denzel at the end of Training Day. It's insane. Oh, yeah. It's just like blood's flying on here, flying on here. There's a piece of the car cab yeah. flying off. I rewound it and laughed hysterically. My neighbors <laughs> yeah. probably thought I was insane. Yeah, I just moved it. You sound kind of insane. insane. I was just like, <laughs> you're talking about it. Well, because the they're, like, they're like outside the watching you just fist watch bump. these people die. You're just like, <laughs> well, you know what? It's also because movies nowadays have CGI blood all over yeah. the place, yeah. and it was crazy to see that much over excessive. Uh, practical use of squibs again, which the nineties, uh, the nineties specifically and eighties were good about, but the two thousands didn't really do it yeah. because those squibs are hurting people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a lot of things can go wrong with squibs. Yeah. I'm going to jump into Insurance. my parents because this is a, the reason this movie is so special to me is because <laughs> it was me and my dad's. <laughs> I, I saw it in theaters in '09 as, okay. as a thing I would do with you my buddy went every to week. The theaters to watch this movie because well, we would do this thing every week where we were like, we're going to see the worst movie with the highest expectation. Oh, for right, right, yeah. We did this for a whole year, and okay. this was one of the ones we saw because of. Travolta, you just have just to see up. it. Yeah, my old buddy from Seattle. So uh, when I watched this movie again, like a year or two ago, I was sort of struck by the scene where he admits to taking the bribe because I was sort of having this yeah, moment like, this is such scene. a it's the, it's this the best is, scene of the movie. It's such a great scene in like a really heavy-handed kind of cheesy way, yeah. but in yeah. an awesome way. And I sort of I had that moment watching the movie by myself where I was like, I gotta, I, and I called my buddy who I'd seen it. With. I was like, Do you remember this movie? It's so good. And so then when we did the show and we were talking about fist bump <laughs> moment. 
I was like, that's kind of the ultimate one for me because it's it's such a cheeseball emotional moment. It has oh, yeah. nothing to do with a headshot. Yeah. There's no explosions. It's not a great speech. Yeah. It's just something about it, and that's totally my fist bump moment. Denzel I, is great at that stuff, though. I took yeah. a bribe. You know? Yeah, I, mean, like, so I used the like, money. Yeah, even yeah. something like John Q. I'll never forget when he's like, "It's not goodbye. It's see you later." And that's such right. a terrible yeah. line. But I remember in the theater, like, "Oh, he will see well, you later." Here's the thing: is, the last <laughs> Denzel said it. The last few Denzel movies, he's played this role over and over again of like the broken anti-hero hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man on Fire. Yeah. Taking Pelham 1, 2, 3. Yep. Um, you could argue the Equalizer-ish, you know. Yeah, equalizer. Totally. yeah I was yeah. going to say Equalizer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, and then the, the great thing about that John Q part is that right after that happens, in fact, the line that Travolta gives him at the end, you're my goddamn hero, the guy, doesn't the guy in that movie say so. it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, John, so. you're my hero, man. That's how <laughs> the movie ends, I'm pretty sure. Another one of those lines that's like that is when he's like, well, that's love, right? He goes, no, it's marriage. Love's a different thing. Yeah. yeah a, it's a it's just like one. the way he says it. You're just like, so good. That's a good line. Yeah. yeah I like Denzel that. can deliver anything. Anything. Yes. Even when he asks to take off his coat. And he's pizza. Like, he's like, I'm gonna, can I take can off I my jacket? please? Yeah. Being uh, accused of something <laughs> and being guilty of something are two, two entirely different very things. Very different yeah. things. God, uh, so good. My my fist pump moment is the very beginning when Travolta's just like standing by the train. Yeah. Suddenly so he turns. He goes, "Open the door right now, or I'll fucking kill you." Yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it. I lost it. Do it now, or I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. He's so good. Was there a point in Travolta's career where he he just started high pitching everything, or was it from the beginning? I, I, I want to know. I think it started with the uh, bill of face off. No, maybe. I think it started with Greece when uh, Sandy showed up, and he was like Sandy. Yeah, like that's, Sandy. It's yeah. from the beginning. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's from the beginning. Because well, one that always comes to mind is where he, where he's talking about uh, he's trying to buy the heroin in Pulp Fiction. Oh, Probably yeah. a fucking grease spot. Yeah, like that's what he says. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just him. Yeah. yeah, that's the new. It's the new thing. Nobody, nobody's really gone into the amount of of Travolta high pitches. <laughs> like, we do Stallone yells on guilty. We, we gotta get a montage of Travolta. Travolta high pitches. Falsetto. We just need to like every so they couldn't have a new segment on the show. Like, what about this movie is fucking awesome? Yeah. How much of our Travolta moment now? Yeah. Um, no, it's funny what you were saying about about uh, the, the kind of character he was playing, and we we actually pulled this when we were reviewing Man on Fire. But uh, Betsy Sharkey of the LA Times wrote that Denzel Washington, who starred oh, in yeah, Crimson Tide, Man on Fire, Deja Vu, Taking, and Unstoppable, was Scott's muse, and Scott was at his best when Denzel Washington was in the picture. The characters the actor played are the archetype of the kind of men Scott made at their core, and what guided all the actions that followed was a fundamental decency. They were flawed men, to be sure, some more than others, but men who accorded dignity to anyone who deserved it. And that's like... It's literally all these characters. They're mm-hmm. all yeah. the same character. Yeah. My sister used to, when you know, I was younger, and she would describe sort of like the Denzel character. She called him the noble savage. Huh. It's kind of like, that, yeah. that's like the ultimate Denzel character. And like these, Tony Scott used his... I think that Tony Scott uses the cliched Denzelisms sort of better than any director. Like he just, yeah, they're all characters are the same, but they're all sort of awesome in that way. Yeah. Um, so well, anyway, this is like a relatable, like lovable quality. Like people can relate. Like I could do that. I, I, mean, I could. I could be an alcoholic and save this plane. You know, right? And, and then they give him the whole. You know, I did take the bribe, but I was going to choose them anyway. Right. So yeah. That, He's still that a good way, guy. Yeah. The audience, and then it's for his kids' tuition. And I you're used like, the uh-huh. money yeah. to pay right, daughter okay, to, okay. to pay for the tuition. <laughs> I have a 17 year old and a 19 year old daughter. I used yeah. the money. It's like you're just like, oh, Denzel. You're such a good guy. Yeah, and so the pause and his reaction when he shoots Travolta in the end too is heartbreaking. Oh yeah. 
And then the freeze frame of him smiling while he's walking in his gate is a terrible way to end it. Uh, <laughs> with his yeah. milk. Terrible. With the half gallon. Like, I got the milk like, and you hear a dog bark. Because he can't get a gallon. dog bark and he's like, Mer. And I just imagine like a text to come up and be yeah. like, Walter blah blah blah. He yeah. ended up giving the milk to his wife that night. And it's like, <laughs> it just was such a weird way to end such a high voltage movie. Yeah. Yeah. What only would have made it better is if they freeze frame and it was like, Take a pill, I want to. <laughs> They just had a sick ass theme song. You get that like, you're there. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're like, you're up to do the theme song or yeah, something. Chicken yeah. <laughs> uh, power. That was, like, <laughs> that was my favorite thing about 80s and 90s action movies how all of them had a theme song with the title. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, that was oh, yeah. a quality that's been missed. Um, I don't think Commander Monster has Squad? Yeah. yeah. Monster Squad? Had its own song. Garbage yeah. Bill Kids. Yeah, I'm going to kill you. Don't <laughs> so, ever bring up that movie again. <laughs> so let's jump into where these guys were sort of in their careers because it's actually sort of an interesting point. If you think about Travolta and Denzel as similar in age and, and had similar like sort of career arcs where they really were peaking in, yeah. in, in like huge movies in the 90s. I mean, Travolta obviously had the, the earlier success, but uh, but then he was reborn in Pulp Fiction, and then he had all those movies he did in the 90s. Phenomenon. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And Michael. Michael. Yeah. My, yeah. Primal, uh, primal Colors? Primary, primary colors. colors. Primary colors. I like primal colors, though, yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. Primal colors. <laughs> well, primal colors. Uh, it's basic colors for dinosaurs. <laughs> it's the color purple mixed with pri- primal fear. He was, primal in that movie, he was in that movie Prime Numbers, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh, One, three, seven. Yeah. That's how the song went. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so Denzel, prior to this movie, right, his three previous credits, The Great Debaters, 07, American Gangster, 07, Deja Vu, 06. Which one was Deja Vu? That's the That's other one. That one looks and feels identical like to it's even got the same colors. Oh, yeah. that one. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I never okay. saw. It's actually not that bad. It's not terrible. American Gangster was. I liked American Gangster. You don't? I love it. I liked it. He's so good in that movie. That's one of his best performances. Really? It's just that movie is just like it's trying too hard to show me a story I've seen like a hundred times. Like we've seen the like criminal rise, the you know like the rise and fall story. I've seen it so many times. That was really popular then. Russell Crowe's really lazy in that movie. Public Enemies. Denzel in that movie. So solid. He's good. I mean, Denzel's good in the camera. He burns that chinchilla coat. Yeah, he's yeah. better in this movie than he is in that. Just uh, saying. <laughs> uh, Don't yeah. really know about that one. Man, Didn't say you're fucking kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bateman so is gonna on, on Bateman's gravestone. There's just gonna be taking a pillow. Yeah, right. Today. Nothing else. Nothing Not else. even when he was born or anything. You, you he was a good know father, it, a good brother, don't. and he loved taking the pillow. <laughs> <laughs> So leave uh, some fucking flowers. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so <laughs> it never gets old. So Deja Vu is good, by the way. Anybody who hasn't watched Deja Vu, Deja Vu is actually it's serviceable. It's way more of an action movie than this. Absolutely. Like Deja Vu, is, if we were going to choose one of them other than Man on Fire of the five, they did actually Crimson Tide fits too. But, um, Crimson Tide, yeah, it's a good one. We love Crimson Tide. I never saw Great Debaters, American Gangster. I mean, it's not bad. What was the Great Debaters? Was that like Dangerous Minds? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, a, yeah. He was yeah. a speech coach. Yeah, something debate like that. coach. And then uh, it's awesome because yeah. like right before this, like right before, like you know, Man of Fire was 03 and Manchurian Candidate. I want to say it was like oh five. I never saw that one. That was either. a good one. There was just that stretch of Denzel where he was very much he was out of time. It was right around that same time. The siege. Well, was when like was the, the siege? That was so that's like mid nineties. Like, right. I love that, the that's ninety eight. Yeah. I think. But that's sort of oh, like I the Liam it. Neeson arc, right? Yeah. So like Denzel was doing a lot of those dramas and like trying to get his Academy Award. Yeah. And then he got into the action drama and everybody's like, oh shit, he's good with a gun. He looks amazing. Yeah. And then yeah. Dakota Fanning kind of made his career and, and like in those movies, in the Tony Scott movies, I was like, oh, we can just do Man on Fire five more times? Let's yeah. make money. Yeah, like, right. 
And then, you know, Deja Vu and this was sort of the same way. And then Unstoppable. Is Unstoppable or non yeah. Unstoppable? Unstoppable right? Is yeah. the train one? Yeah, yeah, it's like this this movie and Unstoppable. Nonstop like, is the Liam Neeson one. Okay. <laughs> I think so this and Unstoppable so often that like I tweeted earlier this week, like Unstoppable and Taking Apollo One Two Three are like identical twins separated yeah. at birth, both like not sure what they're missing, but some yeah. vital element that doesn't make them actually good. Yeah. And it's like they're the yeah. same movie. I couldn't remember if Rosario Dawson was in this or the other one. <laughs> I was like pretty sure she was in this one. Yeah. Is she in Deja? No, it's a different no. chick. No, it's yeah, a different yeah, chick. Yeah. Um she's Rosario Dawson's is in uh, the the Danny Boyle one that's just like Deja Vu, sort of. Trance? Yeah. Trance. I didn't see that. Uh, and that's just uh, like Paula Patton that's in Yeah, Deja Paula Patton was yeah. a fan Paula of her. See, I like Unstoppable. Very attractive young lady. Yeah. I like Unstoppable because it takes place in Pennsylvania, so it's got like a little special place in my heart. I I've been, can't like, right, you know. get into that movie. I, I, I enjoyed it, but I never need to see it ever again. I love Unstoppable. I can't have an <sighs> action movie without a bad guy. I just can't. The bad guy's a train, really? What's Chris Pine's line when he's like, well, I didn't realize I was going to start working in a nursing home, Denzel. Like, okay, okay, all right, all right, all right, <laughs> okay, okay, all right then. Um, so, uh, so let's talk Travolta. So yeah, Travolta, he was doing some great things right then. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and this is interesting. Wild hogs, and we we mentioned it in here. So he lost. Yeah. He actually lost his son a few years before this. I want to say it was actually um, very close to when he was filming this. He was wait, still his grieving. son died or just was yes in the disappointed in his dad's trauma. Oh, <laughs> no, Josh, no, 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 no. <laughs> too soon. Um, so, so uh, sorry, John. We I didn't know he was going to say it on yeah, the show. I'm I'll sorry. be honest. I'll, I'll apologize. Uh, the people on Action Movie Anatomy do not support or endorse Josh. <laughs> yeah. Josh McCoogan. Could you bleep that out, Jonathan? <laughs> Could we edit that? Do we have a 20 second delay on this show? Well, it's the Pixar movie, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the, the dog. dog. Use a voice. Yeah. And then Hairspray, which was a huge success, and I think he. He's dressed up as a woman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Wild Hogs, which is a real a gem. huge success. <laughs> real gem. Martin Lawrence is in that movie with him, Martin I want to say. William H. Macy yeah. and Tim Allen. Tim Allen. And they all like drive motorcycles? Correct. Yes. Let me just say. They have a midlife crisis and they're all motorcycle. Just, in the for game. record. You've seen this movie. You like this movie, don't you? <laughs> wow. In Josh, like the best part is in Josh's defense. <laughs> in Josh's defense, every parent of every friend of mine loves that of movie. Of course they do. <laughs> my in-laws love it. My parents love it. I've bought it for several Christmas gifts for anyone over the wow. age of 50. You've bought Wild Hogs and more not, than I've once. I've used for like buy one, get one free. I think, Ben, this is your heart out, right? Is this yeah. when you have yeah. to leave? Is this after you said you bought Wild for Hogs? other people, go. not for myself. <laughs> for Christmas gifts for my parents. They think it's hilarious. He is terrible in Wild Hogs. Yeah, oh, I'm sure he is. Travolta's yeah, no more talking about Wild Hogs. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> ben, <laughs> we're back to my favorite movie, <laughs> Taking a Pelham. One, grave, Wild Hogs. Wild Hogs is fucking awesome. Bagley's is like, it was never for me. I bought it for my fucking grandmother. <laughs> it was my fucking parents. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I, I think it's interesting. Like he, both of these guys were sort of like transitioning from legitimate, like a list. If I'm in a movie, it's a big deal. To right. like, I think we all saw Travolta when this movie came out in the trailer. And we're like, what oh, the hell yeah. is yeah. going on? It was this, and then he did uh, the. From, from Paris, Paris with love. love, and you were just like, and he was. Oh, he looked exactly the same. The, same. Yeah. Oh, from the skull cap and the terrible. Terrible. so bad, it's really weird. Uh, He's got a rocket launcher, and neither of them like has entirely. Re- I guess. I guess Denzel's recovered more. Yeah, flight. He's Denzel, and, and yeah, he's, he's actually a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. Travolta's not actually a very good. Well, actor. I think, he has his moments. <laughs> Are you Travolta? <laughs> is amazing. Well, Travolta went and did that like fucking haircut that was just like a pen. <laughs> yeah, Windows oh. like just shave it. Travolta is gone. It's fine. Whoever designed the bad guy in this movie was the. The worst 
ever. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't buy that he's a stock market guy when he no. has all these tattoos. Yeah, like, who goes to jail for, like, stock fraud or whatever and then gets a tattoo on their neck? But can we all agree, though? Uh, that, can we all agree, though, that, Eric like, Anthony that I went to high school with? I don't know. Sorry, can we all agree that... So Denzel's really good in this. We all, like, we all agree of course, that, right? Yeah. Yes. And, and the fact that Travolta's so over the top in this movie is almost what makes it sort of enjoyably bad. It's like, if he was good, if he was better in this movie, the movie yeah. might just be dramatic and, like, less memorable. Right. But it's sort of more memorable because it's such a ridiculous and movie. he totally grows on you by the end of oh, it. Yeah. By the end of it, you're like in. his mustache. Well, and, and you know what? Something we were talking about when we were watching it that is I think they made an interesting character choice is that he's actually, he's trying to be really cool and really hard the whole time. Yeah. But he's kind of a dork. And, and it's like, yeah. and yeah. you get the sense that all his henchmen all feel that way too. He's not actually cool. Yeah, because he, he was a financial guy. Yeah. He like came out of business school and he's like, I'm going to make my millions in the finance business. Yeah. And he alludes to the fact that so, he has a lot this is no this is uh, every time I try to do like Rawr. a nerd thing I go to like a Kermit the Frog and it just like goes that it's brow. what he thinks of me anytime Stupid. he's like I'm Ben Bigley look at me I'm Ben Bigley I did a Hallmark movie Ooh. <laughs> can you give me a Russell Crowe yeah I was gonna do that I was gonna say you gotta do the gladiator speech I'm Maximus Desmond commander of the armies in the north I don't know it as well as you but like I rub some dirt in my hands and kill a guy with a little sword and when I find my kid and wife I snot a lot when I cry I'll never forget that Tangent, guys. So tangent. We, we, we got That's a lot of shows to do. We do got a lot to do. So uh, I, I forget I they think, have structure to their show. Yeah. I don't think we'll focus too much on it, but we should talk a little bit of production development. So, very, very little. Um, yeah, this is this, this, this is based on originally a novel that was written by John Goaty back in like '58, maybe. Uh, yeah. It's pronounced it Godet. Godet. <laughs> and he went by. Uh, it was Jean Godet. Morton Freegood was his real name. Freegood. And he was a, he was like a crime novelist that wrote a bunch of books in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. Weirdly enough, if you if you put all these numbers or all these letters and rearrange them, it comes out with Morgan Freeman. It does. This is, I, I'm not going to fall victim to trying to figure out this route because it's not right. It's definitely not true. Um, so this was made originally in 74, the adaptation, right, which is like a classic. Tarantino yeah. references this as like one of his big inspirations. It's it's a, the original is a fantastic movie. Yeah, it's yeah. a much better movie than this. Uh, I, I don't know about it's a different type of movie. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen it. I think most yeah. people feel that the original is much better. Um, Mr. Blue is a character in the original, yeah. so that's like Reservoir Dogs. He pulled that. Yeah. And there's like mm-hmm. a bunch of there's a bunch of bits and pieces that uh, that people reference with the original movie. Then it was remade again in '98 as a TV movie, and then finally made again now. Uh, and actually, the ransom had changed each time because of inflation. It was a million dollars in '74, oh, right. five million dollars yeah. in '98, and then ten million by the time this one was made. And nice. one cent. And one cent. Yeah. Because Keep that. That's your broker fee. Because he's a finance guy. <laughs> yeah. That's right. you. I could watch this movie every day. I could watch it. What? I'm going to watch it again. What is wrong with you? You have serious issues. Every day? Are you going to call your buddy He's every time you watch right it? Too? Now, yeah. Remember when we were teens? <laughs> hey, Jake, I uh, just miss you. I keep watching this movie so I can talk to you. I can you. watch Face Off every day, but yes. I couldn't watch I love Face Off. Yes. Um, so Brian Helglund wrote yeah, this Yeah, he's a, he's a badass. Helglund's like a yeah, total yeah. badass. He's, mm-hmm. he's, like, he's getting in the limelight again now because Legend, that new Tom Hardy movie that's coming out, yeah. he wrote oh, and directed yeah. that. Um, where it's like twins and some sort of gangster thing. He also wrote L.A. Confidential, Mystic River. Um, and then it's even funnier if you go back to the beginning of his career when he got involved with uh, with Black, what's his name, uh, the, the producer, uh, Todd Lane. Black. Oh, yeah, Todd Black. Todd Blackisms. Uh, Todd Blackisms. Yeah, he, uh, Shane Blackisms. Shane Blackisms Shane, yeah. is what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Todd Black uh, worked actually on A Knight's Tale with, with Heath Ledger. Which, Love which that movie. movie. Very underrated movie. It's actually a very good movie. I like that yeah. movie. Helgland wrote and directed it. A Knight's <laughs> really Tale. Really liked it. Yeah, way yeah. back in the day. So he sort of has now come back around. But he's yeah. been for years, he wrote Man on Fire. So the guy that wrote Man on Fire and like Mystic River wrote this movie. 
Yeah, that's and too bad. That's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> Man, well, you are crushing Bateman's <laughs> dreams with this. He loves this movie. We did agree though that like it's funny because the the color and the tone of this movie is like so specific, right? It mm-hmm. feels like a stylized Michael Bay movie. That's like the difference. Sure. Tony yeah. Scott, and Michael Bay, they're very similar in that way. Everything's incredibly well lit, but this movie just has Can more style. Can you believe they co-directed a movie? The amount of ADD-isms that would be going on. Oh, I, I wish it would have happened crazy. before we lost I, I Tony Scott. I would just have a seizure yeah. halfway through. It'd just be yeah. like... Yeah. <laughs> but what's interesting about it is like the script here is more intelligent than the movie appears to be. Like, Absolutely. That's yeah. stuff we were talking about that one line when he says Well, there's a lot marriage. of really good lines, that, like really well-written lines and just situations just in this movie that are... Travolta? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or you, you could imagine if you were reading the script before it was like, like you get to a line like that and like the writer would be like, oh, that's a really good line. That's, I, I like that. And it's just funny. You, you sort of lose some of that personality because the movie is so sort of homogenized Hollywood like yeah. the big hundred million dollar I'll action. go back to that frame rate stuff it drives me nuts I yeah. thought it was just going to be the opening credits no. and then it's I don't know what that is it's this blurry half slow motion half out of focus yeah Half. Oh, <laughs> shit, we, we, we just yeah. they had one broken camera the entire film. That's right. what it and looks like, and they're it. like, because uh, especially when the train's going to go off the rails, and then they slow it. It just to me, it cuts out the intensity of it. Yeah. When it's like, it looks like the DP was on quaaludes during those moments. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tony Scott just you sort of wonder, like, you know, obviously Tony Scott, the late Tony Scott, now if he had if he was still around, like, what his movies would look like now, because he was going so far in this direction. All his late movies looked and felt the same. Um, I, I sort of wonder, like he was working on a Warriors remake. They were, yeah, they were talking about talking the Top Gun remake. Um, yeah, and two, excuse Top me. Gun two, he's going to direct. So I sort of wonder what like his later stuff looked like. But anybody who's like unfamiliar with Tony Scott, we can kind of just cover that really quickly. He's yeah. the younger brother, uh, younger brother of Ridley Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, got his start in the '80s, directed Top Gun, which is his highest grossing movie of all time. Beverly Hills Cop two, True Romance. True Romance is so awesome. Yeah, it's a great. True movie. Romance is the one movie that he's directed that really feels nothing like a Tony yeah, Scott movie. Exactly. Yep. But it's because it's a Tarantino yeah, script. Yeah. yeah right. So it's like sort of half. Tarantino-ish. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can't you can't really take a Tarantino script and turn it into a Tony Scott movie. No, no, no. very difficult. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of those actors, this, he's worked with a lot of the same guys over the years. Gandolfini obviously was in that movie. Yeah. Gandolfini's also in, in uh, Crimson Tide. Mm-hmm. Um, love Gandolfini. Ugh, love Gandolfini. Miss the guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Tony Scott, you know, got his start as I, I want to say that he got his start working in commercials with his brothers. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yep. that. And then uh, yeah, we read that whole thing about the way he used Denzel. <clears throat> that was very much sort of the man he appeared to be. Uh, and then I jumped off a bridge uh, a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, I was I, you know, as much as I'm, you know, making fun of the uh, the frame rate, I yeah. actually really enjoyed almost every Tony Scott movie I've oh, ever absolutely. seen. Oh, absolutely. They're yeah. great movies. He was super, he was really good at, at um, I love cranking up Cup tension and, and his yeah. movies have a pace to him that I really enjoy. I just didn't like the weird some of the weird visual choices. It was like a cross between almost like a Michael Bay and an Oliver Stone when Oliver Stone yeah, right. started just yep. throwing in like any given Sunday when it's like random cutaways yeah, and that was like what the weird fuck one is to do here. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, mean, I respect him as a filmmaker. Just so people on the message boards don't, you know, go nuts on me. Well, that's. I mean, I was going to say <laughs> that the one thing that I think from we've done this is episode twenty six of the show now that he's the director that I've learned to appreciate more than any other on this show. Absolutely, and it's because I think. I had this sense of all those five Denzel movies that he did as they were all these sort of like, eh, those movies kind of suck. They're not very good. And then each one when I watched again, Man I was on like... Man Fire was the one. Like, yeah. you go and watch that again, you're yeah. like, holy shit. Yeah. This is a great movie. You're just the really bomb in the butt. Come on, that's yeah. oh, very good. good. These movies are so extremely badass. engaging. And, they, and, and in the same way we've talked before about how like a Tom Cruise movie has this sort of like glossy feel. Everything about it feels like it's put together. There's no holes, mm-hmm. at least visually. His movies have that same feel where it's it's all it's all well lit. The color is mm-hmm. extremely consistent. I think there's something to be said about Tony Scott simply because he did take risks. Yeah, and he didn't just make it, and he made it his own. Yeah, and maybe it did 
a little bit distract from some things and people didn't per se like some things but it as a director his style drives a movie and in mm-hmm. movies a lot like you were talking about that really helps the movie yeah. in, in a movie that may normally not be as well because Tony Scott's directing style really did it and didn't do it a disservice it really just it moved it along really really well yeah I mean if this movie was filmed uh, or excuse me shot and like the tone wasn't right it would have yeah. been a very very bad movie yeah. and like you were saying with his pacing he has a great pacing right, in yeah. all of his movies and like, you never are, speed. Yeah, yeah it's very it's very quick but you, you're able to digest everything here's, here's the difference between Michael Bay and Tony Scott I'm never bored during a Tony Scott movie I can get bored very quickly yeah absolutely to Transformers great. it's like a yeah. 30 minutes for them to get across the desert in the second movie and I remember just being like what? Oh, yeah, there's still like, explosions. Where the robots, yeah. yeah. Yeah, two through four are just bad movies. But yeah. uh, no, and the, the other thing that's really interesting is what you think about, like, the iconic actors of our time and each of the most important ones, and maybe before us, like, the way that Scorsese used De Niro. It's like, they're memorable, like, these actors are memorable because of the work that certain directors get out of them on a consistent basis. Yeah. And even though these movies that he did with Tony Scott aren't considered classics by any means, Man on Fire is kind of a cult classic, yeah. Crimson Tide is kind of like an action classic. These are I don't the know three- if you would call Man on Fire a cult classic. I mean, that's, that's a classic movie. People like that movie, but yeah. it's, it's not, it's not like a great movie by people's standards. It would be a top I think 50, when people, like, we've talked about this, when people watch that movie, they love it. It's yeah. a great movie. Yeah. So I think the fact that he established like the this sense movie. we have of Denzel, yeah. it's like we all have this consistent sense of his ability, because he's good in every one of those movies. There's He's the single, best part. I just looked at his IMDb and I'm like, yep, good, 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 good. There's yeah. not a single movie I've ever seen him in. Even the Book of Eli, I thought he was badass. Right, yeah, totally. Like, there's like nothing I've seen him in where he's remotely uh, bad or not yeah. amazing to watch. We did a, I used to do a sports show for uh, Black Hollywood Live here okay. in the same, same studio and we would ask every athlete we interviewed, we'd like a speed round at the end yeah. and every time it would be in the story of your life who would play you Denzel. and nine out of ten times was Denzel Washington. Denzel. Almost Denzel. every single right. one of them. You know? Of course. Of course. Yeah. Which like like To said it like yeah. like like everyone it's just like the same answer everybody's just like well, it's Denzel Washington he's the yeah. best course, yeah who yeah. else would it be a movie about me I want Denzel Washington Jamie so. Fox yeah I think we heard that from one person <laughs> that's too bad um, Malcolm Jamal Warner we don't really talk much about the producers here but it's a uh, it's a production company called Escape Artists uh, it was originally two different companies Todd Black Steve Tisch Jason Blumenthal they're the main guys as well as Tony Scott was a producer on this there's twelve credited producers um, interestingly enough usually when you have that many and you go and you start to look there's like Half of them that have a bunch of credits that are all related, and then the other half that have like worked production assistance on one or two things. Right. Every one of the twelve guys that's listed has a pretty good, like a pretty solid uh, resume. Like I didn't find a single person where I was like, "Well, I can just write this guy off." But uh, when you go and you look at like the production company, it's these three guys uh, that own Escape Artists, and so. When I lived in New York, I worked at an Italian restaurant, and Denzel and Steve Tisch came in every Thursday for lunch. Really, really yeah. interesting. Is he cool every guy? Thursday, oh, the best. Yeah, yeah. Seems yeah. like you would be. Yeah, yeah. Todd Black originally worked with uh, Denzel on Antoine Fisher, which was uh, obviously Denzel Washington starred in that and directed yeah. it. was his directorial mm-hmm. debut. I oh, like yeah. that movie. It was a good movie. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. I haven't seen it in a while. Pursuit of Happiness, Southpaw, and then Blumenthal also worked on like Forrest Gump, American History, American History X. So uh, You're glossing over Dunstan Chucks. Or Chuxin. Tish. Tish. I'm sorry. Tish worked on this movie. <laughs> but yeah, Dunstan Chucks. Dunstan Chucks. That's really strange to go from Dunstan Chucks in to American History. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Tish did American History X. Yeah. I thought that was two very tonally different films. Dunstan checks in. Dunstan uh, checks in is the one with the monkey. Is that right? Yeah, and oh, yeah. Uh, Jason Alexander. Yeah, that's right. I remember yeah. that movie. Classic. And I just want to comment here real quick. Uh, no, not all athletes are black. Ben was on Black Hollywood Live, where they had black athletes on the show. Did someone was actually? Ask someone was very upset. Or they seemed pretty upset. Like oh, no, all athletes are black. No, it was a network called Black Hollywood. Black Live, Hollywood Live, which and I worked every on. athlete that I was you had make... on the show, Black Hollywood Live, was a black was a man. Black guy. Not actually true. We actually have had. Uh, 
uh, the like black half, athlete. Half of the people I think we had on the show. Anyway, the, anyway, yeah, I just, I don't I just know we're, we're, not, we're not trying to. Yeah, yes. Anyway, let's people move on love to uh, to get angry. Yes, yes. they do. Uh, critically, uh, this movie is very interesting. Yeah, consistently across the board on RottenTomatoes.com, fifty-one, fifty-two, and fifty-one percent, which wow. is rare. Like Man on Fire was one of the strange ones where the critics gave it like a thirty-seven percent, right. yeah. and the audience had like eighty-five yeah. or something. Uh, I, I really like. I know we've been talking about Man on Fire a lot this episode, but I just don't understand how you do that. How do you give that movie a thirty percent? Yeah, it does make any critics sense. Critics are assholes. And you give this a fifty? You give this movie a fifty percent? Look at some of the movies watching. that get like ninety three percent, where you watch right. and you are like, yeah. kill me, what the kill me now. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to mention anything. That's the thing. Is like on I, Rotten Tomatoes and Gray is a very good friend of mine. So is Matt. Um, and and all of the credits that go and do it, even schmoes and stuff. A lot of times, fans see movies way differently than critics do. Mm-hmm. And by all means, critics, let, go ahead and do your thing, Leonard Malton. I don't care. Right. I'm going to love Man on on Fire. I'm going to mm-hmm. love these movies, and I will defend them. Right. I don't care about a score, but in these kind of situations, it is fun to talk about. Because yeah. It's like f you. Yeah. By the way, like, by the way, my friends that are critics are not assholes. I right. mean, like, the, I mean, like, the, I mean, no, there's a difference. Love you, James. No, there, is, there is a difference between people like schmoes and Gray and people like that yeah. who have. I feel like the problem I have with a lot of critics is when you can't go to an, into a movie and accept it for what it what it's supposed to be. Oh, that's You're so- putting it up to standards. Like, you can't do Steve Jobs and, you know, The Last Witch Hunter, which I'm sure is not going to be good. <laughs> but, you know, like, I'm, that's a ter- soon. <laughs> terrible example. But you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. so that's where I think critics have started to kind of come around to that when, like, Furious 7 gets, like, an 80%. People are starting to accept things for what it is. But that's why I think schmoes and, and critics like that when they go in with, like, kind of like an everyman's perspective yeah. on movies yeah. instead of this uppity like well it Film doesn't follow journalism. this yeah. thing you know? I mean the other thing is like with these movies we always pick the two, the cat moment? Uh, we pick two reviews usually we always do a fresh and a rotten review and almost every single time with the rotten ones it feels like the critic just completely missed the point of the movie yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. what frustrates yeah. me yeah. that's when I feel like they're just being jerks Yeah, 100% so uh, the movie cost 100 million dollars to make which is a little surprising to be honest I, I don't I guess a lot of the money is probably spent <laughs> considering what Looper cost in New Looper cost 40 was yeah. that what it was yeah this movie costs sixty million more dollars. Here's where it's gonna make it, it, Travolta you, and Denzel's shut down the Manhattan Bridge. Yeah, everything yeah. in New York is twice as expensive as in any yeah, other city. True. You don't get the tax breaks back. You're shooting on subways inside. You're shooting on subway tracks. You have to close all those things down. You have to close down Manhattan Bridge. You have to do huge things in yeah. order to make this movie work. That's where that's where all the money went. Yeah, and I guess probably just the unnecessary action sequences. Yes. Like yeah, car, like the car cars exploding or not exploding. And the big gun <laughs> battle thing you mentioned at the end. Yeah. There's a bunch Through of unnecessary right. On Madison Avenue. Yeah. 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 So the, this movie's a flop, pretty much. I mean, it only made 65 domestically, and it cost $100 million to make. I mean, worldwide, it ended up bringing in 150 so they, you know, they, they made... Uh, one and a half, but that's still pretty bad. That's, that's not very All yeah. things considered. I mean, considering you, you hear, Denzel. Yeah, you hear Denzel, Tony Scott, and John Travolta, you think it's going to make some money. Yeah. Yeah, I believe Ooh. Unstoppable made a little more money, but not by a whole lot. Yeah. Um, it's actually funny here. We, we have, you know, it, it opened $23 million behind The Hangover and Up, and neither <laughs> of those was opening. They were right, still in theaters there. from previous yeah. weeks. Wow. Um, so this movie just didn't I mean, those, do that, well. that's tough competition. I, I, you you know? Know? This may, I mean, I might be overstepping my bounds here, but. I feel like a lot of the reason that people didn't go to see the movie is because they saw the whole movie in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, that was a very bad trailer, and also the fact that Travolta is like ridiculous yeah. looking. Like we, right. we, yeah. we, like I said, the I only reason we saw that point. Yeah. the only reason we saw it was because we were like, this movie looks ridiculous. So it's yeah. cool to have a laugh. Well, yeah. I mean, either sides of it, we saw like eighty-eight minutes and Righteous Kill. Yeah, I mean, right. You know, I mean, that's the oh, kind of movie God. we were seeing in theaters. Oh. Bad movies. Righteous like, Kill was abysmal. It's a good drop. Yeah. yeah, good name drop. Those are bad movies. <laughs> 
Um, so we, we, we pulled a graphic here of, uh, of Tony Scott's adjusted for ticket price inflation because he's obviously reckoned movies for a long time. His top 11 because Jake Pelham is the 11th highest grossing. <laughs> right, you got it. Um, Good insertion. That's a, that's a Ben Batemanism right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, right there. So we had uh, every one of the movies he did with Denzel is on this list. Yep. And you can see uh, in order almost that they just made less and less money. Crimson Tide made a huge amount of money mm-hmm. back in 95. Mm-hmm. Right Man on Fire, Second Most, Unstoppable, Deja Vu, and Pelham are the last three, um, which... You would, I mean, that's it makes like, sense. Unstoppable was made a little bit more money, but that's also because it Chris was... Chris Pine. And it was Star Trek. And it was, it, yep, exactly. So that it had just come out. So they got... But not by much. I mean, they still, they still only made $84 million, and I'm sure that movie cost quite a bit of money to make. Yeah. Um, you know, it had a train. So a moving train the entire time. Yeah. Andrew's whole theory is that you can't have a good action movie without a good action movie villain, so when the villain's a train, it doesn't work. I hate that movie. Unstoppable <laughs> is speed on a train without Dennis Hopper. <laughs> yeah, right. And without people on without, the train. Yeah, and without a Sandra Bullock, and without hostage. If you had just put, so it's not speed. If you had just put Travolta, <laughs> just put one guy on the train. On the train. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna kill myself and everybody yeah. else, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Stop the fucking train. Open the door to it right now. Or I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> all right, all right. Our audience is just like, what is wrong yeah. with these guys? Uh, so we should keep moving through here because we, uh, we 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 have those. We have pulled a couple of reviews. You know, like we mentioned, we usually pull a fresh and a rotten. So the fresh one we pulled is Andrea Chase from Killer Movie Reviews, and she says, well, she says when logic subsides. As alas, it does. It is the sheer force of Washington's intensity and yep. Travolta's Elon. What is that? That that's keeps a, the film I on. That's my French name. Track. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because she's essentially suggesting that like <clears throat> the relationship between these two people and their intensity and the entertainment value is the only thing that makes this movie. I love that yeah. that's not even really a great review. No, no which not. is why I pulled it because it's like sort of acknowledging like this movie's not great. It's but a very it's, backhanded compliment. Like Meh. it's kind of like what we're all saying though, which yeah. is like, yeah. and obviously I'm a little more passionate she's about this okay, movie, but just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how she, Run All Night was. It's like yeah, yeah, they were cool, but the movie, you know, and then yeah. the rotten yeah. one you got here, a professionally mounted genre exercise which tries to please both thriller and social drama crowds and suffers mightily as a result. Yeah, one of the one of the other ones that I read was like you can't make the original taking a Pelham better by adding like more cursing and cranking up the volume yes. and adding like a Jay Z song and like make it like really New York. Like that's yeah. like with the whole like I'm Chotaturo. Yeah. This is how I talk all the time. Yeah, it's Jesus. Like, he just like really wanted. I can. I mean, I can picture like Tony Scott being like, "I want to remake Taking a Pelham One Two Three. I want it to be really intense and gritty and in New York. Hundred million dollars." Let's yeah. do this Let's thing. Do Give me this money thing. or I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> you a Yankees fan? Yeah, that's another yeah. best life of the whole movie. No. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. I mean, yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, we... Shit. I don't think it really isn't like... Yeah, is your heart out? I gotta go. You gotta like, go. It's cool. Right now-ish. We're getting into the Get whole... Like, Damn yeah. it, I had my favorite line. Too. Do it. Let's do it. Share? Just drop it real quick. we already said it like 17 times No, no, no. Here, wait. I wrote it down because it was so ridiculous. Please tell me it's the he makes it work line. Uh, no, my favorite line is when John Travolta says, lick my bunghole, motherfucker! Oh, yeah, lick my bunghole. I can't believe he said, lick my bunghole, motherfucker! (laughs) And then he says, another line I like, sorry, I had two, was... Man, he's got a sexy voice. He'd be my bitch in prison. I'm yeah. like, oh, this yeah, is- like you, you really, you. Like, Wait a minute, the Wall I think Street you guy would be Denzel's bitch. <laughs> yeah, in absolutely. Denzel's like, I don't know if he actually gained weight or if they just put him in a giant shirt to make him Denzel. look Denzel. He just looks like huge. More Waltery. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. come on, lick my bunghole, motherfucker. Sounded like a Beavis and Butthead out. Absolutely. We yeah. talked yeah. about that on your show today. Yeah. It's like yeah. bunghole. Yeah. What? How about he said? You know, he said it. And everybody's like, I don't think you're supposed to say bunghole. And he's like, we're keeping bunghole. We're keeping like, it. All right, Travolta, we'll keep bunghole. <laughs> Motherfucker, I've seen his 
I'm walking off yeah. the set. Yeah. I won't walk if you don't keep bunghole. Like, no, it wasn't even in the script. He like ad libbed the line, and then he was like, "I fucking love it." Yeah, it seems like most of his dialogue is ad libbed. Just like motherfucker, he bookends like we said every single line he says at the end of it. I think you could have used fuck less. Well, today was a fucking asshole of the day. Yeah, exactly. These are motherfucking. You guys on bunghole? I guess I gotta. Yeah, Ben Bagley. Sorry, everybody. Run, Bagley. I'm an a hole. I'm a bunghole. Better right things now. to do. Thank you, guys. I'm gonna let you go so you can do things. Yeah, take care. Don't worry, I'll promote your movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we won't talk any smack about you, man. Don't worry. Thanks, everybody. Take care, bud. Um, so, favorite lines. Because we don't really have an ultimate action scene. There to is do. no ultimate action scene. I mean, the ultimate action scene is in all front emotional. of the camera. Oh shit! <laughs> We're very professional here at Popcorn Talk. We got this. Uh, <laughs> The, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, I'm gonna just scoot over. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, I was doing like a Denzel impersonation, you know, because he <laughs> yeah. stutters intentionally on a bunch of his lines. We can, we I, can, I, we, can we can, yeah, we can, we can make it work. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't is it, you so, notice how he does that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That all the time. time. Don't, yeah. We don't really don't. have an ultimate action scene, right? It's like, it's not, no. the, I mean, it's the, it's either the shootout or the, uh, the, uh, you redecorating? This movie <laughs> lends itself more to like oh, a complete action movie. Then, Who cares? Just leave it. Yeah. I'm just going to leave it now. You yeah. should do, just talk you into should both, do both of them. mics like it's a yeah. press conference. Um, then for anybody on audio, we just tried to move a mic off the table. It didn't work. <laughs> for anyone um, on audio that's not listening anymore because we said motherfucker like 30, <laughs> like 300 times. Because kids we at home peaked your mom. headphones yeah. repeatedly. <laughs> just bleeding out of your ears. Uh, yeah, so we usually do like the ultimate action scene. There really isn't one to speak of here. Nah. We will do favorite line, though. And if you have a favorite line, you should tweet in or comment or let us know what your favorite line is because yeah. there's a lot of good ones. There are really good ones. They're I mostly just John Travolta. We can't saying. say that one again. No. We can't say it again. Bunghole motherfucker. Just the motherfucker. We just, just gotta leave not it off. Say it no. anymore. We're, I'm over it. Um, I'm gonna jump in. So I would say you like that term, that phrase, jump in. I'm gonna jump, I'm gonna in. jump in here. I'm gonna jump in here. Jump in. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, sure, sure, sure. I, yeah, I once got like heavily Literally. criticized by a, by a fan on like a different show that was like that Ben guy always is just like sure, 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 just like, wait, waiting for his turn to talk. <laughs> we like make fun of it so much now. Um, I love sure, 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 sure. Okay, the, so I'm gonna go with my line. <laughs> I love the set, like when he gets on the phone with his wife. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of lines here that I like, but I really love when when he's like, he's like, you tell her to run straight at the ah. hurdles tomorrow. You tell her to run straight at the hurdles. Damn you. You know it's my favorite. It's like in Flight, no. when he's like, tell your, t- tell your son you love him. Yeah. In Flight, yeah. when you like yell in the black box. I, I just love it. He's like, he's like, tell her to run straight at the hurdles. And she's like, she's like, well, you tell her yourself, because we need milk. So I need you to bring home a gallon. He's like, I, I can get a half gallon. And it's yeah. like, just nothing. Like a gallon, why a gallon? I can get a half gallon. It's, and they even use, they show that in the trailer for some reason. He says the half gallon line yeah, in the trailer. It's really weird. Yeah. I don't know why you Whoever that made that trailer should not be allowed to make trailers anymore. I really enjoy that trailer myself. <laughs> it's the whole movie. Michael it's, Bay well, made the trailer. It's why you like it. Yeah. Yeah. I hired Michael Bay. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys got favorite lines? Good. What was the same? Jerk. <laughs> it was yeah. It's the same that, and then also the 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 phone call between him and Travolta, yeah, which is the whole movie. Um, no, it's that when he admits to taking the bribe. Yeah, it's like such a great great line. I also actually love when Travolta says uh, he, he's like, "Get up, you the kid." He's, he's yeah. like, "We got what's your name, Geo? Geo? He's got an eighty skateboard thing going on here. Yeah. He makes it he makes work. it work. That's yeah. like such a random line." The okay, so for me, it's like one of those little one-off kind of things. Like, so who the hell did you fuck to get this job? Walter Garber says myself was easier than it looked. And then the police captain Hill says, "Yeah, fucking yourself always is." Yeah, that's a, that's a great one. Yeah, great line. Just one of those throws. Gritty man. Yeah, so much cursing. Oh, um, yeah. Um, there's a bunch of uh, just, just leave it, dude. Uh, there's a bunch of obscene, uh, just over, just too many, just cussing too much. There's a lot of cursing. 
mean, uh, is like un, yeah, it doesn't watch, fit. Watch Ben Bateman oh my try gosh. and make this happen. Why don't I'm you just, just leave it, man? He, he, Killing he me right can. now. He's got to take Pelham one, two, and three. <laughs> Look at that, guys. Three mics. Wow. You did it. After all that. Let's go into our hero and villain ranking. I think we all know that neither of them are on the list. (laughs) There's no way that either of these guys... If either of them made this list, I'd walk off the show. I know. He's going to get him on the list. I would consider putting Ryder on my villains list because he's such an entertaining and memorable villain He's the worst. (laughs) He's great. He is nothing. There's nothing intimidating about him. He is more memorable than The Train and Unstoppable. I was just going to say The Train and Unstoppable is more intimidating than he is. I'm with you on that The Train is more entertaining than John Travolta. I mean, I'm just trying to see here. So I have Howard Payne at 50. Uh, I have Cyrus the Virus at 49. Oh, those are yours. Can we scroll down here so I can see the, the bottom uh, now? Yeah. Howard uh, Payne. Yeah. Who's that? Oh, is Major that uh, Payne from is that Speed? Damon Wayans. There we go. Okay, so it looks like I have Cyrus the Virus as my last one. I didn't even... And uh, Howard Payne is... I mean, yeah, I'm going to put Ryder at 50. Easy. Easy 50. He's top 50, guys. You can walk off. Uh, I won't blame you. I'm not... I'm not going to take him on the, in the top 50 because... No, dude. There's nothing... Like, no. John Travolta in Swordfish is more villainous than Ryder. I disagree. One, He's two, way less memorable. Can you quote any of his lines? No, in I what? couldn't quote in any of movie? his lines before I got to this movie. But I bet you could quote a lot of the lines now. Not well, yet, now? Yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> Watch I can quote days ago. All right, all right. Moving on. We can, we can get to uh, where this movie actually ranks on our personal lists. Yes. Because uh, we, uh, we have the all-time top... Out of the shows that you've done? Yeah, the 25 yes. movies that we've um, already done, we've, we've started to rank them. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So uh, so Andrew and I have now done... So Andrew's ranking... Uh, let's see here. What's at 25 for you? Looks uh, like the very lowest... Oh, it's Independence Day on both of ours, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, I'd take Independence Day over this anytime. I actually think I might, too. Um... To be twenty six. Yeah, dude, this is the worst movie we've done on the show. It doesn't fit our criteria. Taking a Pelham, but I think it, it, it. Are you works, out of your mind? It works really well with guilty movie pleasures. It does. This, this is, is worse than Independence yeah, exactly. Day. You're out of your mind, dude. This is way better. This is, Independence Day is way better than this movie. Independence Day is a terrible movie. No, it's not. It's a very bad movie. It is a bad. Harry Connick. This is a worse movie. Uh, this goes. Directly this goes between... right next to the number one on Ben's. Uh, <laughs> I see. I like this movie more than a lot of these movies, but I can I can definitely understand that I'm be, maybe being like a little bit uh, just just slightly biased. I'm gonna put it ahead slightly. of Con Air. Maybe what ahead of? Right. I'm like sick John to my Wick? stomach. Even my sister thinks you're an idiot. Ahead of John Wick. <laughs> Look at that. He you got two thumbs. You got three thumbs down for my family. Six. Six. I'm gonna go. I'm at eight. Eight. <laughs> Yeah, all right, all right. I'll put it one spot behind Taken. That's where that's where I'll put it. So what do you have it in front of? Looks like I've got it Furious in front of... Furious 7, Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Rambo First Blood Part 2, you... Independence Day, I and Jurassic s- World. I actually... <laughs> yeah, just throw it at him, dude. I feel sick, and that's not because of how much I drank last. That's partially why I feel sick. <laughs> the other part of why I feel sick is that is the worst ranking ever for a movie. Jurassic think World? This, this movie's great. This movie's a classic. I think, I, honestly, at this point, I think he's just doing to get a goat out of us. Like this, no, is, yeah, this he's is, just trying to like. Except that he knows I'm not because he knows how much I love this he movie. Loves this movie. Loves Unbelievable. this movie. Unbelievable. Um, all right, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on from our. We lost all of our viewers. <laughs> we have no, no one's viewers watching. Left. Um, somebody somebody just broke their screen. <laughs> yeah. They're suing us. Um, we so we usually do recast, right? That's like one of the things I like we do the recast here. Move. Um, yeah, but I threw right? away my recast thing. We, <laughs> we decided to leave Denzel <laughs> off the recast list. Because we, we feel like it's, it it's been recent enough. You can't really recast Denzel in this movie. He's well, you a, don't want to recast him in this movie. He's the best part of the yeah, movie. Yeah, you can't do it. 
I mean, most nays, the best part. <laughs> uh, by far. So we, we chose John Travolta, John Turturro, James Gandolfini, and Louise Guzman as the four characters to recast if the movie was going to be just remade again for okay. the fourth time. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I have. I, I feel like I have a couple good ones here. I feel I, pretty I, good about mine. Yeah. I thought of, uh, I, I thought of like, the only one that I thought of on the way here, and I can't remember, is who plays the mayor in my recast. So maybe it'll come to mind as we're okay. talking. I went with uh, with uh, Brendan Gleeson. For the mayor? For the mayor. That's pretty good. Bad. Yeah, big yeah. fan of him. And yeah. I could just see him doing all of the things. Rock solid. Yeah. Um, I think, what should we, I mean, do you guys want to go in order around the table and start yeah, with Travolta? Or do you want to go Guz- up the... Well, we should have started with Guzman, but I hopped in just because I was you proud of You can go with your Gleason. mayor, and I, if I can remember mine while we're talking, I'll, I'll throw it in there. Okay. Who do you got? Uh, I, Louise Guzman, I was going to take Michael Pena. I know we're staying oh, in like great. the if we're staying yeah. in like the Latino kind of mm-hmm. right, 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 right. Michael Pena. He was great. And uh, what did we? Ju- what did I just see? Um, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, know, I know. I just uh, 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 Martian. Yes, yeah. he was really, great in Martian. Really loved Martian. Yeah, really need to watch that movie. It was great. Uh, for my Guzman, I went with uh, shout out to Autumn. I went with Michael Chiklis. Nice. Oh, yeah. well, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I went with uh, with Joe Pantoliano for that role. Wow. That's so funny because I actually used Joe. And my recast, but for someone else. Joe nice. Pantoliano is the chief in Bad Boys. Bad Boys Two is, one, is yeah. Bad Boys Two is one of the very yeah. of all time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Pantoliano's just great. Oh, he's That's fantastic. A great God damn you, Cipher! Yeah. God damn you, Cipher! <laughs> and you're staying in the Sopranos family with Gandolfini and yeah. Jim mm-hmm. Pants and True, all that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Um, so wait, so uh, did you give See, your like, mayor yet? No, I didn't get my mayor. And you guys are, I, I kind of stayed, I guess, with like in the same genre of kind yeah, of yeah, actor. Yeah, yeah. So like fat actor. Totally. <laughs> sure. I went Gerard Depardieu. As oh, really? Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> he doesn't play a lot of American actors ever. So right. it's like, oh, throw Gerard Depardieu about <laughs> Make him the mayor. Yeah. Because he kind of looks like, I mean, he kind of looks like a, a New York Upper East Side Jewish guy. That right, they, like, right, right. Like ran for mayor, kind of right. dirty, yeah, a little yeah, bit of yeah. a dirtier guy. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. I love when in adaptation when uh, Nick Cage is like thinking he's like who would play me in my movie? Maybe that dashing Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> it's like, so good. Your Cage is good. It's, like it's spot on. Um, what do you got? Uh, I already did my mayor. Okay, and I haven't come up with my. Well, I, I had like a bunch. I'm so mad because I felt like you I really, need to write these down. I never write them down. You never it's write them down. This has happened before. Um, <laughs> I, I may I may remember it at some point before the show's over. Uh, let's who's John Turturro? What do you guys got? Well, I mean, I'm gonna stick in the Sopranos family. Michael Perioli. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh that's really that's good. A good one. Uh, we we lose a James Gandolfini. You bring in another Sopranos actor. You bring Chrissy Pants. Yeah. And he's a good New Yorker. He played. I think he would be really good in that role because he's like the everyday kind of guy. He yeah. actually might be really good. Yeah, 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 that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, I think that's really solid. I brought in someone that can actually bring something to a character, yeah. since Turturro just can't do it, even though he's a good actor. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, right? Uh, I went with Giancarlo Esposito. Oh. Oh, wow. Gus. That's From clever. Breaking Bad. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. Hmm. Gus Fring. I like Fring. it. He's he's not in a ton. No, no and he should not. be. Yeah, they very kept him in actor. a lot of very TV, good. but he's a great actor. Yeah. 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 Right. Guy's fantastic. Uh, I went with um, uh, uh, Mark Ruffalo. Oh, I like Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Yeah. yeah, I'll give you Ruffalo. He's kind of he's got the like he's he's capable, you know. I, I don't know. I think I like him. I think yeah, he's yeah, good. Yeah. He can play he can play like the every guy. Yeah, he can also put on a suit and be. A, and FBI he can be kind guy. of a dick if you need him to be. Absolutely, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, solid. Who do you guys got as? Who? My, my two were tied for for, for the writer? writer. Who? Um, I had Timothy Oliphant. I, I, I thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think about Timothy Oliphant? He's just not that good in the, in Die Hard when he plays a villain. He's just okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that movie just sucks. So it ruined Oliphant for me. Yeah, and um, uh, uh, John Cusack. 
I, I know oh. Cusack rarely plays a villain, but I think he would be a good writer in this thing. The thing that's Anyone hilarious, could be a good writer. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that's hilarious is when you think about Travolta in this role, it's so miscast and he's so weird yeah. and he's so over the top. You can essentially take any washed up 80s, 90s actor and they'll be better. who's aging yeah. and put them in the same role and think about them being funny. Like, think about Nick Cage. It's yeah. hilarious. Like, yeah. the idea yeah. of I actually had him written down for a minute. Hilarious. I was like, eh, like, I can't do it. Um, I went a little more serious Well, with I know you guys like Cage, so I saved him. Oh. For like, if we were going to say like, for, I, you want him to play Denzel? No, I would say Cage, Cage as writer. <laughs> That's Cage, what you're going yeah. for. Oh, I mean, he's the clear choice. Yeah, yeah. Cage I actually out, had that out. written down too. And yeah. then I, I, I love I just, it. I went serious. I went Jeremy Renner. I think. Wow. Yeah, I thought I, I just sort of liked the idea of him actually being a little more intimidating, okay. as opposed to just like he's great in the town. He's intimidating in that. Yeah, yeah. Renner's great. I think yeah. he'd be very good. And That's where I use my uh, my Pantoliano. Oh, okay, yeah, for Travolta. Yeah, for Travolta. Yeah, that's pretty good because he's not intimidating. Just like Travolta is not intimidating, but right. you can see him be like a weasel. You can see him being like, I mean, yeah, cipher. You know, totally. And uh, he could put he could get that he could rock that neck tattoo. Yeah, sweet, sweet neck. <laughs> so tattoo. Clooney with the neck tattoo, and from dusk till dawn meets Ryder from taking part right. one, two, three. Exactly, with the neck tattoo. Clooney. The, uh, Clooney's the other guy that I could think of that would be like could play Denzel in this role. Yeah. Well, he's like yeah. he's like so yeah. good. They kind of have the exact same quality. They're kind of likable in all the same ways as actors. Yeah. They're great at being the smartest guy in the room. That's yeah. like their best quality. Yeah, but but Travolta yeah. comes off. I mean, excuse me, Clooney can come off as a douchebag a little bit. Whereas I feel like Denzel comes off as, as you Clooney, said, a noble savage. Yeah, Clooney as a villain just doesn't work. No, no I was saying as, as yeah, no. Oh, I know, yeah, but yeah, I'm thinking yeah. like on the flip side of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. Um, all right, well, I can't remember my mayor, so that's a problem. But uh, I guess fired, I'm just not gonna not gonna recast the mayor. Uh, God, he's out. Need to just stick hey, we got an opening on my show. Action movie, <laughs> come on, we can audition you. <laughs> do you can you do a Tom Cruise impersonation? No, oh, cause, well, because I can't. Because um, I, I can't, Josh. <laughs> Um, I, I think we sort of already talked about Cage versus Cruise. Yep. The idea of Cruise playing the Travolta role is also hilarious. Oh, that's great. Yeah, just just. Super. Well, it's like if you took his role in Collateral yeah. and yeah. then kind of like cartoonized it, yeah. that would be Ryder. Open door. <laughs> Do it. The, the, begin, the beginning one, yeah. Do it with Cruise. Do it with Cruise. Look, open the door <laughs> right now. You have to listen to me. Open the door. Do it, do it now, or I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah, see, it's even it's way better than it's that, the, that it's was the better cruise than Travolta. Ex, like the cruise solid exhale after yeah. all, like yeah. a solid line. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's very, but it's very cruise. Yeah, it's very yeah. cruise. Open the door. Do it. Do it now. Um, it's good. So it's good. Uh, I can't wait to see what you rank this movie as. Which in the three categories? Oh, it's t- it's totally in the middle category. Hundred percent. It's because Denzel's so good. No question. If, if, if Denzel was bad, if, if he didn't root the yeah. movie for me, right. then it would be totally ridiculous. But because Denzel is so good in this movie, it's the same thing we always talk about. It's right. totally absurd in every other regard. It has a hilariously bad villain. But Denzel's so good, and those few scenes are so good that this movie's in the middle category for me. Yeah, which we have, there are three categories. Yeah, there's three categories of action movies. There's Totally Ridiculous, which is like Face Off, Con Air, Falls Off a Cliff of Absurdity. There's Totally Legitimate, which is movies like The Fugitive or The Matrix. Mm-hmm. And then there's Ridiculously Legitimate, which is the middle category. Just what I'm talking about. Kind of a yeah. hybrid of absurd and comedic and awesome and engaging. And I think right. that's what this movie is. I think is. so, too. I think it's the middle. And I think I think the reason why, too, is because there are, like like you said, the Travolta is... Is such a cartoon. Uh, there's a lot of things in this movie that are just kind of off the wall. Denzel really legitimizes it. But it also, you could see it taking place over a day in New York. Crazier right, things right. have happened in New York. You know what I mean? Like some guy kidnaps yeah. somebody on a train, takes it for a ride. And the way Tony Scott does it makes it totally legitimate to me. Absolutely. So you think it's totally legit? No, no, no. I think oh. legitimate in the ridiculously legitimate Ridiculously part. legit? Yeah. What about you, Drew? 
I think this movie is totally ridiculous. Really? Even with even with Denzel even with being Denzel. as good as he is? Yeah. Doesn't There's matter. no way they would have this MTA operator talking in, in a hostage situation. Even, I mean, I, I do like, they do a good job of, like, tying things together. Even, like, with the, the stupid money transfer right. from A to B with, like, 20 cars. And the mayor's like, why don't we just use a helicopter? <laughs> why don't we just use a helicopter? You know? Um, uh, Chrissy? They, they, like, literally are creating issues in this movie because there's not enough going on. Right. This movie is totally ridiculous. You're such a hater. I hate this movie. Hater it. I don't hate this it. movie. I do not hate it. It's just not good. <laughs> and I'm so and mad. My mom is not a fan. What do you guys think? What do you guys like think? It. Which category for you? I agree with Andrew. Yes, totally ridiculous. Oh, of course you do. Of course you agree with Andrew. Thanks, Mom. But <laughs> <laughs> you, Les? I think it's pretty ridiculous. I think because of John Travolta, too. Yeah. He's yeah. just not very believable. No. He's the worst. And the neck tattoo is pretty it's just random. amazing. <laughs> he's <laughs> the worst. <laughs> This is also a number 26. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, baby. Yes. You guys. This will be one of those, like, there's like a couple movies that are on our rankings list where it's very clear that I'm making a point. Like, Edge <laughs> right. of Tomorrow being, like, number four is very clear. Yeah, that's, a point. I saw that and I was like, you have that ahead of Die Hard. Yeah, I had Connor at, like, six for a while. And yeah, I was like, sure. I can't do it. I, yeah. I just, I love that movie so much I growing do love up. That movie or, like, too. me having Dutch at number two on my heroes list. It's yeah. just, like, making yeah. a point. And I, and I said, I was like, who's one? You're like, I haven't found one yet. Yeah. It's like, it's John McClane. John McClane is one. It's Russell Crowe. Yeah. Russell Crowe and Gladiator. <laughs> You wanted a miracle. I give you the F U the B B I. Love All right, guys, that's the show. That's the end that's of it. our show. Uh, we're going to give a mug away really quickly to oh, yeah. one of our fans that has been kind enough to review us on iTunes. Nice. Uh, as we said, guys, we if we get two more, we're going to stop giving mugs away. But uh, if we don't get if we don't get <laughs> nineteen and twenty review <laughs> because we haven't gotten one since last week. We can't give another mug away until we get at least one more edition here. Yeah, because we're not just going to give eighteen mugs away until we get to twenty. That's not the way it's going to work. <laughs> What are we, uh, Pelham123? Come yeah. on. Right. Uh, who'd you get? I don't want the show to be over yet. Let's go back into the categories. Um, yes. I'm going to go to this uh, number review number 18, Traveling Back on Time to 1962 by Stephen underscore T1000, clearly an action movie fan. Yeah. He says, to bow down to the man, the myth, the legend, and the star of this show, Tom Cruise! <laughs> Hashtag that. Anatomy of Cruise. Anatomy of Cruise. <laughs> not even what like Cruise a, movies have you done in here besides Edge of Tomorrow? We've done uh, MI4, 5, and 3. Okay. Edge of Tomorrow and, uh, Minority, Report. and Minority Report. We've done five. Uh, we've only done 25 shows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like all of the best tracking episodes for the most part. Like okay. they're like all popular. Yeah. Um, they're great. We did a, we, when we did Edge of Tomorrow, we did our iTunes plug in Cruise Voice. Uh, that was yeah, pretty that good. That was fun. That was Solid. Good. That was a good clip. Um, yeah, so that's the show. Uh, again, thank you so much for coming and joining thank us. You, hey, thank you guys so much again for Bagley, being on. Thank you for coming uh, to the show. Pleasures. Oh, yeah. you're gone. We'd you're love to have you guys back anytime. Again, like I said on the episode, you guys pick the movie next time. And we'll, we'll go yeah. to town. Hell yeah, man! Uh, where can uh, where can people find you? Uh, at Josh Makuga on Twitter and Instagram, and my YouTube channel uh, Between the Sheets TV. What's that about? I have my own talk show. But I'm saying, what's the talk show about? Stuff that goes on between the sheets. Gotcha. Okay, <laughs> Andrew, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Andrew Guy on Twitter. Thanks for watching our fucking show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna go like into the sizzle reel. Yeah, I'm gonna put that in there. Uh, ben Bateman, you guys can find me Ben Bateman Media, Twitter and Instagram. I love doing this show. We'll see you next week. All right. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.